Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then, you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys this week's food for thought. Um, I'm not joined by my furry co-host Slade. He's uh, off on Neighborhood Watch, I suppose. I'm wearing some of my Tiger Gear best. Make sure that you check them out, tiegear.com. Uh, this is some of the school apparel from a few years ago. The 2023 spring collection is available, so make sure that you guys get online and get yours ordered before April 15th. So the mindset I wanted to talk about uh, this week, we've talked about a similar process or a similar idea many, many times, but this, this specific thing happened in, uh, in my class last night. So it jumped out at me as something that we should certainly address again. Definitely something that's super important for us to talk about and definitely a really important thing for us to wrap our head around as we think about our own verbiage and how we project ourselves out into the world. So last night, I'm in my, uh, my kid's class and I'm teaching the new move, the new dynamic technique and dynamic techniques are the jumping or spinning punches or kicks that we give kids as a little bit of like the dessert at the end of the class. Not only are they super cool, not only are they super fun, but they're challenging. So there's a great life lesson in terms of the non-quitting spirit that they're going to get. But more importantly, they're building the coordination and it's cool. So kids are going to have fun doing it. 
So what I do in my school is every single month, I do a dynamic technique for the whole month. In other words, if we start it the first week of the month, we'll do that every beginner class for the, the, the month. And then when the month turns over, I change what I'm doing. And that was the case. Obviously, this week was the first Monday of the month. So that's when I changed my dynamic technique. And I'm teaching the kids the new dynamic technique. And I had a young lady in the class, about 12, 13 years old, little girl named Kira. Not that little, actually, but nonetheless, young lady named Kira. And Kira, happy kid, right? Always tries super hard, always super focused, but a little on the reserved side for sure. And uh, we do our dynamic technique and we're bringing it into the huddle chat. And as we're bringing it into the huddle chat, Kira has just taken a turn doing the new dynamic technique. And as you would expect, a, fair, a newer student doing a new technique has a little bit of a hard time with it, as well she should. It's, that's exactly how life works, right? You don't start good at anything, right? There's nothing we start good at. Instead, we learn, we build to good at all those other things. So with that in mind, Kira, as she's coming into the huddle chat, after attempting this dynamic technique a few times, she goes, I can't do that. I was like, ding, ding, ding. We got something we got to talk about tonight. Because just like episodes of this podcast, uh, my classes, I always go in knowing what I want to talk about. But sometimes something happens in the class that just jumps out to me like, oh, that's the thing we have to talk about today. Got it. Cool. Okay. That's our thing. So with that in mind, we that was the case yesterday. Uh, Kira, I had a great idea as to what I was going to talk about. And Kira fed me this and I could not pass up the opportunity. So with that in mind, what I want, what I talked about with my kids is exactly what I'm going to talk about with you. Why I can't, why that phrase is such a dangerous phrase, because it, it limits us in such a, a very distinctive way. And I want to explore that a little bit over the, the remainder of, of our episode today. Um, so let's just start out and out with I can't, because let, let's take that. Obviously, we know what the definition is. I do not have the physical ability to do this. How often does a person say, I can't, when the truth is they do not have the physical ability to do this? And as I was laying this out to the kids yesterday, I explained there are some times when, uh, you know, you might have to do something that you don't have the physical ability to do, like, you know, attempt to fly or breathe underwater or, um, you know, phase through a wall or something like that. There's certain things you can't do. Right? You just don't have the physical ability. You know, reach a shelf that you can't reach. Without a ladder, you don't have the physical ability. Okay, that is what it is. Right? And there's the number of those things in life is very small. We don't have a lot of things in life that we absolutely, positively cannot do. It's not just the case. There aren't that many. However, there are a great many more things that we say that phrase for when what we mean is, I'm not good at this yet. That's what we mean. I'm not good at this yet. Now, here's the thing. We know logically that you're not supposed to be good at everything right away. We've known it from the time we were a toddler. Because when you were a toddler and you looked around and you saw everybody else was walking and you were crawling, you're like, I want to do what they're doing. So you get up and you start to walk. And obviously, you're not good at it right away. You fall down a bunch and then you fall down a little more and then you fall down a little more until eventually you get to the point where you're able to walk without falling. And then you get to the point where you walk without thinking about it. And now if you're not doing four other things while you're walking, it feels like you're wasting time. 
Now, that is certainly the case with walking, but so many other skills in our life were learned this way, right? We did the same thing. We understood the same thing when we were learning handwriting. We knew that we weren't going to be good at writing that letter right away. We knew that empirically. It was in our head. We got it. We knew that was the thing that was going to happen. We understood that. And we understood that as we practiced, because we learned this lesson early and often, as we practiced, we got better and better and better at these things. And somewhere along the way, this difficult thing develops in all human beings. Because like I said, as a toddler, you didn't care falling on your butt as many times as it took for you to be able to walk. You didn't get it. It didn't matter to you. That, that was what it was. Then, it, it, the same thing followed through with many other of the physical skills that you learned in life, such as handwriting, like I brought up. Right? You did this with crayons and coloring things in. You did this with moving other things around. And so many of the physical skills that you learned along the way, you learned this process seamlessly. And then what happens is you get to an age where all of a sudden this little thing called an ego starts to creep in. And ego is the greatest thing for causing self-doubt. Because if left to your own devices, just you, most of the time, people don't hate to fail. Right? Like if I was going to do something by myself, I, I don't hate to fail. Like when I did my Murph challenge last year, I knew there was a possibility that I might not be able to complete everything. I knew that, that was a there was a chance that was going to happen. But I was doing it by myself. So I didn't have all this crazy pressure on myself. I wasn't like super up in my head about the whole thing. Instead, I was just, I just did it. Right? And the same was true for the Murph challenge. Until my nephew got involved, when my nephew got involved and I knew he was watching me, then I, then I was doing every single thing. And, and then my ego came into play because I wasn't about to let myself down in front of him, even more so than just letting myself down. So I, I digress. Now, where ego comes into play is socially, right? Nobody loves when they're rolling in their jujitsu class and the instructor's watching their round, and they're losing the round, and they get submitted. Everybody hates that. That is what it is. What we love is we love that when we're getting the best of the round, when we're winning the round, and we're doing awesome, and we love that our coach watches us right in that moment. Oh, look how good you're doing. But, of course, invariably, coach is always looking when you're losing, and they're always not looking when, you are, when you're winning, right? Just the way life goes, right? But that's where our ego factors in, when, when they're social at play. Because again, how many kids do you know that can sit in their room for hours and hours and hours and they will play the same board on a video game over and over and over again until they beat that board? They'll do it for hours, right? I'm sure if you have kids in your life, you know that they'll do that. You've seen them do it. However, put other kids into play. Have people watch them. Are those same kids willing to watch, to stick things out, for that long? Are they still willing to let themselves potentially fail in front of everybody? See, and there, therein lies the problem. That's where I can't comes into play. I can't comes into play when the chances are you might fail in front of everybody. But the thing is, where we grow in life is by pushing outside our comfort zones. We've, we've talked about this a great many times. But what matters the most is when we're feeling that way, when we're, we're feeling that pressure and we're outside of our comfort zone, we understand how important it is 
for us to make sure that we are, <clears throat> excuse me, that we are sticking those things out, that we're taking those chances. Now, here's the thing. What happens again, because again, we learned this process when we were little, right? And we knew it when we were a toddler, we knew when we were walking, writing, all, all this other stuff. But then we, we developed the ego somewhere in, a, in our kid years. And what happens is for the kids who don't have that much self-confidence or the adults who don't have that much self-confidence, who haven't put themselves out there time and time and time again, what happens is now all of a sudden these kids, they haven't developed the muscle. They haven't developed the strength. So now when it's time to put themselves out there, I can't becomes a really good option because let's look at this now from the other side. What is I can't really? Saying I can't in the beginning is quitting without ever really trying. Right? You're quitting without saying the words I quit. You're giving yourself an excuse. You're giving yourself an out right away, which of course is a tremendous problem because how do you ever get to that new place? See, the thing is, we learn it again when we're, as we progress through difficult things. And this is one of the beauty of martial arts. One of the beauties of martial arts, I should say, is that you're constantly tested and you constantly do challenging things. And because you, you, you fail so often, you try something, you don't get it right away. Uh, you know, you, you're, you're in a jiu-jitsu class, you're rolling with someone who's very tough, who has a diff who offers you a difficult time in terms of uh, a tough op opposition, right? Or any number of other things. You're learning a new, new technique. You're not catching it right away. It's not sinking. Whatever the t difficult thing is, you're, you're practicing the process. And the process is the most important part. What I mean by the process is this. You start, you don't know it at all, right? And here's the secret. Everybody starts martial arts that way. Sometimes, even though logically we know that at one point, our instructor, our coach, our sensei was a beginner, we know that, that they had to be a white belt at one point, that no one is ever a black belt without being a white belt first. We know that logically. However, because they're so far removed from it, because we never saw them as a white belt, it's hard for us to imagine that they were ever there. And we see the high level of skill that they're at, and now we start to associate that, oh, you know, they must have just been a natural, when the reality is exactly the opposite. Most of us walked in the door knowing nothing. And if we walked in the door knowing something, we had to unlearn it in order to learn it better. And then from there, we worked and we worked and we worked and we worked until we got it. Because the process for learning any physical skill is you know zero. And then as you continue, right? In the beginning, you do not have the physical ability. You haven't learned it well enough yet. And then you practice and then you practice and then you practice and you put in repetition after repetition after repetition. And it doesn't mean that all those repetitions are good and it doesn't mean that you catch it after the first repetition. That's not the way it works. Instead, you build and 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 you follow this process until you get to the point where you're pretty good at it and you know it and you can do it and you can, and you can execute it. But even then, you don't like really have it. You just kind of know it. You know it at that point. And you know it decently. You don't quite understand the fun. You don't quite understand why it all works and everything, but you understand it. You can execute it. And then you get to that next fun part where all of a sudden, 
you're taking it to a level of mastery and you're understanding how each of the tools, each of the little puzzle pieces along the way work with you to make it work that much better. And that's the beautiful thing. That's the process of I can't. The process of I can't has to be unlearned. Right? It's something, like I said, ego is a killer. Right? There's a, an, old, an old quote, I forget who said it, but I love it. Doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. But where does doubt come from? Doubt comes from ego. Oh, I'm afraid of failing in front of my peers. So therefore, because I don't want to fail in front of my peers or my mentor or whomever else is watching, I just won't put myself out there. I'll hold myself back. Therein lies the problem. By holding yourself back, you stay in the same spot. If you stay in the same spot, how do you ever grow? It doesn't work. Instead, we grow by perpetually pushing ourselves forward. That's what matters. That's the whole idea. That's life in a nutshell, right? Think about it. Is there anything in life that you had the ability to do before you did it? Right? Did you know how to swim before you swam? Did you know how to walk before you walked? No, that's not the way it works. Instead, it's the opposite. You have to go through the trials and tribulations. You have to go through the difficulties in order to do those things well, right? That's why tough things are such an important part of life. That's why challenging yourself voluntarily is so important. And it's why I'm such a firm believer in it, right? I'll give you guys a silly example. Recently, my younger brother talked me into doing a softball league with him on Sundays, and we play in the softball league together. And I haven't played organized softball, baseball in, I couldn't even tell you how long. The amount of time could be measured in decades. I'll put it that way. Um, and I haven't, I mean, I've had a catch with people here and there. I played like, you know, like wiffle ball with my niece or nephew, maybe. But like, outside of that, I haven't thrown a ball, caught a ball, hit a ball in it, over 20 years. It's been a really long time since I was in Little League doing those things in an organized fashion. And sure, like I said, I played with my friends as a teenager, but still, it's been 20 years at least since I've done it in an organized fashion. And I knew going into the first practice, balls hit at me. I, were, I was not going to catch them well. I knew that. Just is what it is. I also knew when I was up to bat that my timing wasn't going to be perfect. Not only had I never really hit a softball before, maybe once or twice in gym class in high school, but it's been, again, been decades. On top of all of that, I knew I haven't used the skill. Not only did I barely have it at all, I knew I haven't used it in so long. And I knew there was a high risk of me looking foolish. I knew that was the case, that I might take a you know big whiff at a ball, miss it completely, or I might get a great crack on the ball, at least I thought it was, and dribble it weakly back to the pitcher. I knew a ball might be hit right at me and I wouldn't catch it. I, I knew that. But I don't live in the fear of I can't. I don't live in, in the um, prison that is limiting myself, the prison of self-doubt. Well, why? Because I know what's going to happen. I know as I stick with this and as I practice the skills more and more, I'm going to go from very rusty to like not as rusty, to like a little bit rusty, to okay, to pretty good, to as good as I used to be, maybe even better, because I think I'm probably more coordinated and a better athlete than I was when I was playing Little League as a young kid. I digress. That, my friends, is why it is so important to not let doubt be a factor in our lives, 
to get away from the I can't mindset. And that is also the value in challenging yourself. If you do tough things all the time, if you do things that might even put the thought in your mind, well, I don't know if I can do this. The second you start thinking, I don't know if I can do this, you found an activity that's right for you. Because that activity that you do, whether it be martial arts, whether it be some kind of other physical challenge, if it's there, if it exists, if it's something that's in the forefront of your mind, well then, that makes it the kind of thing that you're going to grow from. Anything that makes you have that thought of, I can't, you know growth is on the other side of that thought, so long as you stick it out. See, there's, again, the reason why I can't and that line in the sand is such a dangerous thing. Because on the near side of that line is comfort. And comfort keeps you the same. Don't get me wrong. We all earn comfort sometimes. At the end of my day, after I've trained, after I've worked, after I've done things to improve myself, my home, whatever. After I've done all of that stuff, and I get comfortable. Right? I'm not going to pretend that I don't. Right? After a long, crazy week, I might make myself comfortable on the weekend. I might spend a little time on the couch. Right? Okay, earned. Right? Everything else is done. But if I live there, if that's where you spend the majority of your life, inside that comfort zone, you're spending the majority of your life staying the same. Now, ask yourself this. Would you want that for your kids, for them to always stay the same, for them to never grow? And if the answer to that is no, then you know you have to lead by example. You know how important growth is, that growth will make you better. And that's why it is such an important thing for you to do that. For you to put yourself out there like that, for you to do the difficult things that life throws your way, and then to choose some difficult things, to seek out difficult things, martial arts, fitness, nutrition plans, other types of challenges. Find those things that make you wonder, I don't know if I can do that. Because the second you have that wonder, you know that so long as you stick this activity out, growth lies on the other side, always, 100% of the time. So. My friends, this week, if you don't already have your activity that is your challenge, that is the thing that makes you say, I don't know if I can do this, or if you have it already and you're not actively doing something to challenge yourself additionally, this week my challenge to you is to challenge yourself, is to find that thing that's a little bit uncomfortable, that makes it a little bit more difficult for you, that makes life a little bit, a, a little bit challenging, that makes you a little uneasy. That puts that I can't thought in your mind. Because the second that thought is there, grow past it. Now you know, okay, good. I'm getting myself better. I'm growing from here in terms of my skill set, in terms of my self-confidence, in terms of my achievements. But more importantly than anything, you're building that muscle I mentioned earlier. You're reminding yourself how you go about learning anything. You learn any, anything by being uncomfortable, by putting some doubt in your mind, and then sticking with it long enough to smother out that doubt, to make that doubt a distant memory of the past. So that's all I have for you guys this week. Before I move on to my usual close, I just wanted to wish a special congratulations to my father. I've spoken to, about my father a great many times. Uh, as of last, uh, as of the release of the last episode, actually last Wednesday, my father is now officially Dr. William Leonelli, earning his doctorate in education services. So uh, if you guys are on my social media, uh, which I'll give out in a minute, please make sure you wish him a thank you. It would mean a lot to me. It was also his birthday on Saturday. But I digress. All I have for you guys today, as always, you can reach me via email, senselianelli at gmail.com. 
Find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find my post around my father there. Please wish him a congratulations there. Other than that, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at tsmma underscore Smithtown. You can find everywhere I'm on the internet at linktree link tr e slash Sensei Leonelli. That's where you're going to find everything about Flex Fights. If you missed that BetterHelp link in the beginning, you're going to find it there and a myriad of other things. Um, speaking of BetterHelp, sponsorship opportunities are available on the podcast, so please reach out. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Make sure that you guys leave a rate and a review. Just helps. Make sure that you guys subscribe. Get your new episodes every Wednesday. Don't miss a one. Remember, we are on Spotify and on YouTube. Or on everywhere audio podcasts are found and YouTube. Other than that, my friends, please make sure that you guys share the podcast. The more people listening, the happier I am. Other than that, my friends, until next week, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the mat.